welcome back. This is episode six of Jank Magic Podcast. My name is Kyle, and joining me yet again this week is Squiggly Bob. What's going on? Not a ton. Um, today's episode is going to be a little different than usual, although the past couple have been relatively different than the core, or at least the originating idea of the podcast. But we're kind of in a lull in standard, and there's not really a lot going on in modern right now either it's it's kind of that awkward in between phases where not a lot is going on so i figured um we actually took a break last last week just for scheduling and just a couple other reasons but regardless we are back to talk about how we can break a certain card from the new set um one of the spoiled cards of the 264 new cards in Amonkhet is Approach of the Second Sun, and it reads, For six and a white, if Approach of the Second Sun was cast from your hand, and you've cast another spell named Approach of the Second Sun this game, you win the game. Otherwise, put Approach from the Second Sun into its owner's library, seventh from the top, and you gain seven life. That is a lot of text. <laughs> but it reads like a novel. It, yeah, like you're. It's basically um, TLDR. You win if it's the, if it's the second time you've cast it in a game, and it doesn't have to be the same approach of the second sun. It just has to be the second of that named card in the same game. God, I mean, for starters, yeah, it's a six, It's a seven drop, and well. If you get if you make it to turn seven and actually get to cast this, that in itself will probably be a blessing in disguise. But then to be able to cast it a second time, that's where things are going to get a little um, iffy. So I am trying to figure out how we can break it, uh, make it. What work. are your uh, What are your thoughts on like what what kind of shell are you thinking about throwing this card into? So there's two different shells that I think it will work. The first and op- the most obvious is obviously control. Counter spells, mm-hmm. kill spells, board wipes, get to turn seven and then turn, you know, turn eight, draw spells, that kind of shell. Um, I think right now Esper would probably be the best control shell for it just because there's a lot of removal in that, in those colors. There's a lot of card draw and counter spells. I mean, we have something like, th- like 17 different different uh counter spells available to us right now um yeah so but none of them are uh none of them are super great right not really the 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 two the for starters i think ceremonious rejection right now is really huge because right. there's a lot of colorless that matters and countering a target colorless spell for one seems like a pretty good pretty big deal that's a uh turn two sorry you're not getting to cast your um you know your your uh, heart of Kirin, or that's uh, countering away an Eldrazi, or I mean, there's a lot of things that that will counter any number of artifacts that matter. Um, and then there's also uh, spell shrivel. Uh, right. It's yeah. it's two and a blue, and if used properly, it, it's the one that counters it unless it, unless the controller pays four, which is right. hard to do if you're playing on curve, obviously. Um, yeah, most of the time it's just a ends up being a hard counter for right. Three. And then the best part is it exiles the spell. Mm-hmm. And then there's obviously the the new ones from Kaladesh, like Metallic Rebuke, where if somehow we end up with uh, I don't know if something of ours gets decked in stone, then we can use the clue to help pay for it. Or even if we're running some sort of 
I don't know if we if the end if if the end approach somehow manages to main deck um, some sort of I don't know artifact of some sort, then that'll help us pay for it. But again, it's a it's it's basically a hard counter because they have to pay three extra if they want it to not get countered. And then obviously you have disallow cancels been reprinted, void shatter, which is just a hard counter that uh, exiles. Um, that it's just there's there's a lot going on. And obviously negate is almost always standard legal. Um so so there's a, a, a nice selection of pretty decent counters. We could obviously pick and choose, have some mainboard, some sideboard depending on where we need. And then you have things like Fatal Push, uh you have the white removal in things like uh Blessed Alliance, and there's actually a couple um extremely narrow white removal in Amonkhet, <laughs> which uh not exactly useful but something to even consider whatever whenever i saw uh time to reflect i was very excited about this card oh, um, nice. it's a new removal out of um Amonkhet. it's one white it's an instant and an exile target creature that blocked or was blocked by a zombie this turn yeah yeah, that's, uh, that was one of the extremely narrow ones I was talking about. It's very narrow, but with the this set and the previous sets, I feel like having a zombie in play is not very difficult to do. And so I feel like this card is going to be somewhat good. Yeah. Maybe not in this shell, but uh, you know, Zombie trials, Tribal is going to be coming along. And uh, Yeah, of course. You have this and then Fatal Push, so two one-mana removal spells, basically. Yep, yep. So, I don't know. So, I mean, Esper Control, that's just one of the shells that I think this could slot into, although it would be a stretch to make happen because you obviously have to be very choosy about what you counter, very choosy about what you remove, and you just... It, it realistically leaves you not able to cast it until turn 8 safely, on the at the right. very least. I mean, there is a lot of ramp in in standard right now. Uh, right. Even in Amonkhet, there was the uh, the new blue, green, and uh, colorless creature that can produce uh, two colorless mana. Yep, that's certainly uh, a thing. And considering six of the seven mana requirement in in that card is colorless, it's certainly an option. Even yeah, it's very splashable. Like even even instead of black like we could drop black because some of the removal just doesn't matter as much and just add green because there's right. a lot of good stuff going on in green right now um yeah just green like so very strong bant, this this set coming around yeah exactly bant could be just as easy of a shell something like um oh my god all of the low power high toughness creatures that they've splashed the the, the format with 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 Amonkhet. Mm -hmm. Um, like the, the that one crab in blue, the the ancient crab I think it's called. There's just so many. There's the, so many the, options. The blue, what colorless for like a one five I think or something like that. Something like that. I'm trying to find it. <laughs> it's it's been reprinted a few times I believe. Uh, here it is, ancient crab, one blue blue for a one five. A one five, yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. And then, that was awesome. Yeah, it, it's. It's silly to think about the, the kind of things that you can do. Um, and then, like, oh my goodness, just as an off-topic tangent, there's this, it, like, cat tribal can be a thing right now. Oh, I saw the uh, I saw the Lord of the Cats 
I was oh. excited about that. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. There's like I, I think that'll probably be one of the decks that we brew, or at least I brew during uh, Amonkhet Standard is going to be Cat Tribal. But ah, foreshadow warning, something to look forward <laughs> to. Um, going back for ramp though, uh, we, in green there's also Harvest Season, which is very interesting. Uh, uh, is that the one that doubles tokens? No, no, this one is uh, one green and two colorless, and uh, it's a sorcery, and you search your library for up to X basic land cards, where X is the number of tapped creatures you control, oh, and then you yeah. put those cards on the battlefield tapped and shuffle your library. So you can ramp out quite a bit, I believe. If you have a whole bunch of mana dorks out, and you tap them, and then you throw this out, you can get you know two or three extra lands out on you know turn three or four. Which That's is a big boost. That's, that is a sweet, sweet card. All right. I also had a question about a card, and hopefully you'll be able to answer it. Uh, so failure to comply. Yeah. Uh, the, the split card, right? It's uh, one blue, one colorless, and you return target spell to its owner's hand. Uh, that counts as like a spell being cast as well, right? It's essentially a remand without the draw card. Um, is that is that correct, or does it have to be a spell that's in play? Nope. Spell. Whenever it says target spell, it can target something even on the stack. All right. So what you could do, right? And this is gonna take a lot of mana, but you could cast a approach of the second sun and then uh, oh. failure it back to your hand and oh cast it again God. the next turn. <laughs> oh, so it's like a disperse. That's exactly what that is. It's a disperse attached to a split card. Yeah. Oh, so you're you're absolutely right. You could totally do that, and it, oh my god, that is cool. That's a great. <laughs> that I think that is so jank. Oh, that is perfect. <laughs> if I could pull that off just once, I'd be happy. I would be happy. Just um, a uh, a quick correction, though. It's not disperse. It's the uh, uh, disperse is return target non land. Oh, that's right. Okay. And the only reason I'm making that correction is because I know Magic players. Love to uh, be specific about their cards and point out anytime anybody gets them wrong. So we should probably correct that, or else we're going to have yeah, our, yeah. our fourteen listeners angry at us for not knowing what card it is. <laughs> yes, I'm trying to think here. Uh, it's from Shadows over Innistrad, I believe. Uh, oh, you know, it would help if I put a standard. Oh, well, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Well, it does say Brutal Expulsion will do that. Target spell or creature to its owner's hand, but it's a... Okay. Anyway, that's a, and it's an interesting concept, though. Certainly a way to, like... it's Because it is a cast trigger. It right. It does not have to resolve. So, you know, you can put them on, like, a uh, two-turn clock pretty in- easily with... You know, a small amount of mana, only eight mana to do that. <laughs> or I guess nine mana, right? That is the. It's, uh, it's like one, seven, and then another seven. two for disperse. Okay. Yeah, I had the wrong casting cost of the approach. This but moment. I mean, with with ramp and in bant, that is that's in bant and that's ramp. That could that could totally happen. We gotta make it happen in one of the future decks. Yeah, definitely. Even if it's like, oh, that's so much fun. That is fun. Oh man, have you seen Sensor? Sensor? Yet another uh, counterspell that's decent. Um, 
one in a blue counter target spell unless its controller pays one, and then it has cycling cycling for just a single yeah, blue. I saw that it's like a four spike with cycling and one more mana. It, it seems okay. I don't know if it's gonna see a whole lot of play, but it, it seems all right. I mean, I figure that's a on the play. You could turn off a worst case scenario. It's a on the play. You counter a heart of Kieran. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I'm sure, I mean, Force Spike saw play, I believe, in Standard whenever it was around, or at least in uh, some of the Eternal formats it's seen play, so I imagine a card similar to it would probably see play, uh, at least a little bit. And the Cycling, there's uh, going to be a whole bunch of cards that work well with Cycling. A lot of cards get, like, plus 2, plus 0 oh whenever you cycle a card or something like that, so I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't put it uh, out of the range of possibilities to be played in, in standard. Oh, hey, fog is another possibility. Looks like they uh, printed another fog effect too. With cycling, yeah. With cycling, yeah. The haze of pollen. Oh man, that would shut me down. I'd be sneezing all day. Ah! So <laughs> you, you and every other magic player, right? Oh, hey, N- Naga Vitalist. Add one. It's a mana dork for two. That adds one mm-hmm. mana to your one mana pool. Add to your mana pool one man of any type that a land you control could produce. I saw that. Yeah, this so, seems I mean, pretty that, decent. That means even a uh, that that's even a colorless source if you've got like um, a wasteland on the battlefield. Right, and then there's also like the channeler initiate, which is the, uh, the one that gives one colorless minus one, one minus one. Uh, you can put uh, three minus one minus one counters on target creature you control, so it doesn't have to be the initiate, but that's probably what's going to get it. And then uh, whenever you remove a one neg one neg one counter from uh, channel initiate, you can add one mana of any color. Yep, that that definitely seems definitely seems like ramping to a seven drop could be a lot more doable in this set than previous sets. We'll I mean, see. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I mean, you could brew a you know a turbo fog type deck that just tries to win with the uh, second sun, and that. I mean, I'd be interested in playing that, but I really like uh, <laughs> I really like turbo fog, <laughs> so maybe it's just my bias. I really like turbo fog as well. I'm not gonna lie. I like shoot. That's what I played in, like turbo fog Azores and Loki tours. <laughs> <laughs> long time ago anyway so yeah so that's obviously the first shell um a pretty obvious one at first sight the control shell not the, the turbo fog yeah shell. just the just the control shell in general it's like uh take care of threats counter things when you can blah 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 that kind of typical but the other shell i was thinking would be perfect for this would be um uh etherworks marvel Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I could see that. It's like you, you get this would slot right in to an Etherworks Marvel deck. Uh, it's yet another high casting cost thing you can do. You get to cast it for free for a certain amount of energy, and I mean that 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 deck by itself generally already kind of runs a lot of the stuff you would want to run. And it uh it allows you to have like other win cons, not just something that can get removed. Yep, because um, there is that card. That searches uh, your entire everything. Legacy something or other, two black and a colorless. Lost Legacy, but no, they printed another one. They printed another one? Yeah. Let's see here. Oh, no. It's it's, it's Artifact Only. Yeah, that one's Artifact Only. Uh, But that's convenient. (laughs) Jumping back 
uh, to answer the question earlier, uh, unsubstantiate. It's from Eldritch Moon, not from Shadows. But it's return target spell or creature to its owner's hand. For gotcha. Okay. Okay. Perfect. That was digging in my mind for a while there. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you um, settled the unease of all of our listeners. Right. Scratch that itch. Oh man. So so we got we got control. We got Etherworks Marvel. We have maybe a Turbo Fog just because. The only thing more annoying than winning by alternative win cons is winning with Turbo Fog. So mind <laughs> <Yeah>. those two. <laughs> like definitely, but I. It also comes down to like, I'm looking at a I'm looking at an Etherworks Marvel like dot deck right, and it mm-hmm. has this particular one has some interesting. I don't know what this particular. Oh, sorry, this one's got second place at an SCG standard IQ in Aurora. So this okay. one had a typical Servant of the Conduit. It has Rogue Refiners, Whirler Virtuoso, uh, World Breaker. That's the six and a green mm-hmm. Eldrazi. When you cast it, exile target artifact, enchantment, or land. Ulamog, four of. That seems a little... God, I would hate to draw an Ulamog on my opening hand. <laughs> yeah, but you also hit the whiff with a Marvel. Y- yeah, but I mean... I. If you if you put the right cards, you don't whiff. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's true I, I feel like you could replace either. I, and then the, the it's got planeswalkers in here, like three Chandra, Torship Defiance, and then one Tamio Field Researcher. Like the mana base doesn't even support naturally casting some of these. Like, yeah, I mean, you hope just to like spin the wheel and get lucky, right? Right, and then what? You you reveal the top. Like, what if you draw something and you you have you're nowhere near the land you need? It's 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 interesting to say the least. Um, obviously, with some some optimization, we could make it work a little bit better with the white. But I'm when I saw this card, I instantly thought deck because it clearly clearly it's one of those things that. Um, it, well, it's it, it's exactly what we try to build, and it right, is, it's jank. It, it's jank, <laughs> and but w- just like that first time I saw the Sahili Cat combo, mm-hmm. I thought it was never going to be more than jank. I legitimately oh, thought, but then all of a sudden, Spikes was all over it, like they they were like, "Dude, we got to make this work. We got to make this work," and that combo takes more mana than this does. Well, no, I guess not, because you got to cast a seven drop twice. <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Sahili works out well, right? Because you can like turn three Sahili, turn four cat. So it's yeah. a turn four kill, right? And this like is going to be. And then you could even do it on turn six by blinking a, a land and then casting right. Sahili. And yeah, I get it. It's it's effective. It has ideas, and the colors work really well for protecting it and then there's other stuff you could flicker i mean i get there's just it's it's a pile of really good cards that happens to have an infinite combo in it right and that's well excuse me one another pet peeve an 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 endless combo Uh, i was corrected the (laughs) other day and what the difference between an infinite and an endless combo is but uh, whatever Uh, oh boy yeah 
their their understanding was that an infinite combo there's no way to stop it it just by default continues and continues and continues and continues whereas an endless combo can continue as long as you choose it to oh geez get out of here right (laughs) whatever whatever like get out of here nobody cares about the semantics of something as like everybody knows what you're talking about when you say an infinite combo yeah sure it might have originally but whatever we're getting off topic the point is (laughs) when, when that when that combo was released it was one of those things where i was like i was shaking my head like okay cool sahili's a bad card they're they're not going to instantaneously make a bad card good just because all of a sudden and then it did right (laughs) it's like so when i see this card approach of the second sun you cast it if they don't have an answer for it you're not you're gonna win like it's going to happen like even if you have to naturally dig for it with draw spells there's enough spells and like i feel like there's enough and there's enough gas to make something like this work, even just to naturally cast it twice. I, I think you're correct. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be Sahili Cat uh, good, but I think it will be good enough that you could probably throw it in a like an Etherworks Marvel deck or a Control deck or or yeah. some shell and, and win some games with it. I don't know if you're going to you know top eight approach tour with it, but. Because like, it's what are it's they going to do about it? Definitely got some benefits. Like, well, I mean, they have the exile cards and for counter spells, like the uh, the one we talked about earlier, the three mana. Uh, okay, so like, yeah. let, let's say we build a shell that is solidly enough to make it work, right? Mm-hmm. It's solidly enough to make the deck consistent. So, what's Mardu Vehicles going to do about it if we have the proper? protection for us if we have the the artifact removal in white or in green and we have the counter spells to prevent them from resolving their their scrap heap scrounger or um the exile the you know when you when when they go to cast it we exile their scrap or whatever the case is let's say we can get there and we're about to cast it our second time what can Mm -hmm. mardu vehicles do about that I mean, not much. If like Mar- Mardu Vehicles tries to kill you by turn eight or like seven, right? Just by by sheer speed, right? But if you're shutting them down, if you if you're not letting them crew, right. or if you're taking like, there's so much artifact hate in the get in in the deck in the new set. Oh yeah, there's... they've definitely upped the the artifact hate in in this set. And the minus one minus one counters make it next to impossible to crew with the same efficiency as before. Um, yeah, that is true. The, it, there's a lot. So obviously, and I, I do think that if bans happen, I know Mardu Vehicles is going to be one of the targeted decks. It's it's just going to happen. So, and a lot of people are very, very heavy on the side of, yes, they will ban something. Which means the, the power of these decks will subside. They're going to go down in value. They're going to go down in effectiveness, essentially. Right. It's just one well, of those... I will say that the approach of the Second Sun has does have a couple of things going for it, right? I mean, it, it is incredibly splashable, so you don't even have to play white if you didn't want to. Though, uh, I mean, 
white has uh, some of the better uh, artifact hate and removal and things like that. But if you want to just throw this in whatever shell you want to throw it in, it's very splashable. Um, you just have to cast it. You don't actually have to resolve it right. Mm -hmm. So that, that goes well for it or bodes well for it. And then there is a lot of mana ramping uh, in the in the format right now, and so like I don't I don't know how good it is. My guess is it probably won't rise above jank, but I don't know. We we should definitely test this out, build it, and you know see how we can do playing against the uh, uh, some people online. Oh, absolutely! I'm 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 super. I'm actually wanting. I'm sure um, Cockatrice has already got this set ready to like pull in via uh, some sort of custom made xml sheet and i i i, I want to go and build something even just to test it out <laughs> somewhere because it right. sounds like such a uh, a fun <sighs> just trying to think is there any other place that it would work like aside from aside from etherworks marvel aside from fog aside from control in standard I don't think so. I mean, there's just... There's just too much speed in the meta. You have to either control right. the speed or beat them to the punch. Right, and there's just too many good things going on, right? There's like, right now before bands, there's there's just better cards to play and better combos to do. Uh, I mean, yeah, I just don't, I don't think that it would fit anywhere else in standard. I mean, you may be able to throw it in, like, an, an enchantment deck in, like, Modern or Legacy or something like that. Yeah. I mean, realistically, you could cast it for your first time on turn, like, two in Legacy. Because you got the, like, Sarasanctum, right? Is that what the name, the name of that card is? It's the uh, Urza Saga card. It's a land. Um, it's a legendary land, and you can tap it. You can add one white to your mana pool for each enchantment you control. Oh, hey. That's and so. Yeah, if you just play a lot of enchantments and, and things like that, then Sarasanctin can add that 7 mana in no time at all. Hmm. And so, in st but in standard, uh, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head that it, it would do well in. Nothing that needs it, right? I mean, like, any of the decks that it's going to go well in already have multiple in-cons, even... Either, even either works Marvel, you don't really need it, right? I mean, because well, you, you hit Ulamog, and then you win the game instead of having to hit this card twice. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right, but ever since Emrakul got banned, this deck just hasn't seen tournament play. Right. Not nearly as mu as prevalent as it was. Right, because all it has is Ulamog, right? So you're... Well, I mean, yeah, you've got Ulamog, and then obviously you can land a, a Chandra, or I'm sure other variations use other other game ending like i don't but i feel like this card could essentially replace the spot because like at the end of the day this card is a win condition right granted you have to cast it twice to do but i mean the, it's a seven cost which is basically what you had to hard cast Emrakul for when you got him when you when you just happened to draw him unfortunately right even when this deck was tier one people every once in a while had to hard cast Emrakul but you, they still won you know so yeah I, another bummer is you have to cast it from your hand right right oh well 
shoot. Let's see here. That means you can't flash it back or anything like that. Right. So let's see here. Approach of the second sun. It was cast from your hand, and you've cast another spell named. So you don't only the second time. Right. So if the right. first time the two conditions aren't correct, it goes back into your library seventh from the top. At which time you could then do something like a, oh, what is that card? Pull from tomorrow, draw X cards, then discard a card for X blue blue. Right. <laughs> or Glimmer of Genius, or uh, what's uh, the other one? The the, the wannabe Jace's Ingenuity. One. Oh. Uh... The three, five, three and two blue that has Improvise. Reverse Engineer. Yes, that one. Yeah. I mean, there's clearly ways to get to that card again really quickly. There's also the uh, Hieroglyphic Illumination, which is the new one out of Amonkhet, where it's uh, one blue, three colors, draw two cards, and it has cycling for one. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's like a glimmer, but without the scrying, without the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like a worse scrying. The... No energy, no, no, no scry. But the uh, one blue cycle is, is nice. Hmm. So yeah, I, I definitely think the card has legs if we find the right if we find the right shell. I mean uh, Cap Tribal definitely seems like the right shell to me. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it. Cat, Cat Tribal is definitely the place for that card. Like, I mean, <laughs> you, you may have a point, because, like, there's that card that for five mana puts seven power onto the board. The, um, <laughs> what is that thing? The, Regal Carol Cow. Maybe, is that the one? The I one that puts, it's, it. a, it's a 3-3 three, three lifelinker that gives all your other cats plus one, plus one, and lifelink, and then it makes two one one lifelink white cats. Yeah. That's the one. That's the Regal Caracal. Caracal? <laughs> something like that. Something. Whatever. Whatever it is. <laughs> but, God, that just... And then there's obviously the Cat God, where that card alone turns the Cat God on. So turn turn four, Cat God. Turn five, Regal Caracal. Bam! Let's attack. And that, that Cat God is a four... It's, a, it's basically a six-six. Right. And... Oh, well, it's not the cat subtype, though, so... No, unfortunately it not. It wouldn't get lifelink or plus one, plus one. <laughs> then it... I feel... If, it seems weird because it creates, like, a... Warriors. A warrior creature instead of cat tokens. I well, think it definitely... If, if, you, if you read the lore, though, Oket mm -hmm. Oketra is the god that, like, ignites warrior's passion. Like... Uh. So it, it makes sense in, in the storyline... That Oketra, the 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 planes, or I'm sorry, the god makes warrior tokens. But yes, many many people were hoping that it would be cats that were being created. That is a for sure. Um, that being said, I don't even think I would put Oketra into a cat tribal deck. <laughs> no, mm, I, I I feel like there's other options that are probably better, especially considering. There are other sets with cats in them. Right, like, right. Uh, all of the Felidars are cats. 
mm-hmm. the Felidar Guardian, the Felidar Cub, the Felidar um, Sovereign. All of them are cats. And oh man, you could build Felidar Sovereign your uh, Regal. Right, exactly. Oh, so like mono white cats could totally be a thing. No, I hope that card does not get banned. I hope they ban Saheeli just so we can do that with the cats. Yeah, me too. But even still, like with all your cats getting lifelink, winning off of the Felidar Sovereign may be possible. <laughs> that would be sweet. All right, that's another deck we have to write down. We gotta Absolutely. do mono mono white mono white cat trifle. <laughs> oh god, the jank in this set is strong. Um it's gonna be good. Yes, yes indeed. And then uh I think it's funny that you can almost do mono white zombies. Yeah, that's uh that's going to be an interesting thing to see how the the white white black zombie deck goes cuz like you said there is a lot of strong white uh cards that are are good for the zombie deck which is which is interesting I think. Yeah, cuz every time you embalm something, it's a white zombie. Mhm. Like and then you do ha- you have like cards like oh what was the name of that I'll have to look for it. It's a... I'm not going to be able to remember it off the top of my head. What's Too many some, cards to... Which one? To, uh, What's well, you have like stuff like Sparring Mummies, right? Oh, yeah. Which is a four-mana 3-3 three, three zombie. And then there's uh, Those Who Serve, which are zombies. And there's like another one that's like Wandering Cleric or something like that. Oh, and then there's also the uh, the bond, the Binding Mummy, I think it is. Um, the one that whenever a mummy, whenever a zombie enters a battlefield, you may tap target permanent or tap target yeah, creature or something. Yeah, it's, it's a two-two and one white, one uh, planes, and then it's uh, whenever or one color is one white. Uh, whenever another zombie enters the battlefield under, under your control, you can tap target artifact or creature. Hmm. Yep, definitely uh, stuff we have to look into for the future. But the uh, wayward servant was one I was trying to think of. It's actually oh, okay. a gold card. It's a uh, uncommon one white, one sw- uh, black. Whenever another zombie enters the battlefield under your control, each opponent loses one life, and you gain one life. Oh, there it is. Okay. So I mean, yeah, that would. Oh, okay, so that's an interesting bit of flavor. Having it be white and black because it's a mummy, but it's out in the middle, and you can see its mouth coming through the the wraps. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. interesting. That's a really interesting take on a mummy. Oh, man. I mean, we didn't even get into any of the potential multicolored cards, minus the the one that adds two colorless. Right. There's so many options that could potentially make this work. Like, And that's literally... we. Most of it is just stuff we've been looking into on this set. Like, oh, right. Bounty of Luxa? Did you see that one, Bounty of the Luxa? Uh, what's it do again? I, I remember reading it. I don't. It's, I don't remember what it is. It's kind of like it's an ebb and flow card. Um, basically, if there, if you, it puts, so like, when the when you play it at the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, remove all flood counters from Bounty of the Luxa. If no counters removed this way, put one on it and draw a card. Otherwise, when you when you remove it, add a colorless, a green, and a blue to your mana pool. Okay, so every other turn you get a draw card, and on the off turns you get to add mana? Yes. So, I mean, on, nice. on the one turn you draw a card, and on the next you get three free mana. Which, that could go directly towards your first 
approach of the second sun. Right. And so that could be a turn five, I think it would be, approach of the second sun. And then you'd be able to, like, I mean, depending on ramp, too, like, there's so, so many options. And I I think it's going to take a little bit of a, uh, definitely going to be a lot of testing to see which method of it works the best. And don't forget, we have your favorite card of the set, I believe, which is the uh, Oracle's Vault. Oh, oh, God. So you can just cheat it into play with Oracle's Vault, right? Yeah, but then we'll have to splash black for the Winding Constrictor. (laughs) Because of the vault? Yeah, because then then you get a free second counter and it activates a turn earlier. That is true. Because, I mean, not only do you have to, like, the first two activations, you're, you're definitely going to brick. Because you're having to pay two mana, and then right. pay to cast the card. Right. But it's, I mean, at the very least, it's not really a free card because you had to pay six to get it there. That is true. Over That's the true. course of three terms, like I love the concept of the card, and if there was a way to like move counters around, that would be so. Because then you could activate each of the things like once, and then just move all the brick counters on the field to one target artifact and then bam mm-hmm. instant activation or something like that but or like i guess if you get super lucky and get two uh winding constrictors out then the first time you activate it and it's on but that's still six mana because you had to cast two winding constrictors yeah but they're on curve right <laughs> yeah yeah i guess but I, we definitely i definitely want to toy with that concept at a later date as well yeah. we'll we'll <sighs> do some tests and we'll get we'll get it figured out i'm sure we'll find some 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 deck we can build where this this thing can win a few games. Oh man, you gonna make it? Uh yeah, I hope so. Uh, well, you got any other cards you want to talk about out of the set, or not? That kind of sp- wrap it up for it. Yeah, that that was really kind of it. Um, I I obviously am going to be digging a lot deeper in the coming week, potentially weeks, depending on just how long i feel like i i I think also um i would like i'm thinking it might be a little bit easier on both of us if we switch to a bi-weekly podcast um every other week um i think it will kind of give us even more time to brew and then it also lets us deal with life's things every once in a while (laughs) so (laughs) I think that's going to be something that will become the norm from here on out, just so that we can get more consistent and better quality content um, from here on out. Obviously, if there's something amazing that happens, like if the ban lists actually happen, I will probably want to do a brief talk about the bans and how they'll affect the meta. But, I mean, that's that's something kind of not as related to the core topic of the podcast, but something I definitely still would like to touch on if it happens so sure, i think that's that's probably a good idea to do cool i'm glad glad you agree with that because i wasn't entirely sure it made a lot of sense but <laughs> um regardless so that that's any last minute thoughts on how um one might break approach of the second sun no, I think I'm a, I'm out of ideas on that one. I'll, yeah. I'll definitely think it over. Uh, maybe see what happens during pre-release and kick it around hmm. for a little while longer. Maybe try out some things on MTGO once once the cards are released on there. Yeah, that's 
Uh, but the, the bummer about it is that on MT on, on on MTGO it won't release for like another week after the release of paper. So that's yeah. that, that's kind of why I was thinking we I might have to do some testing on Cockatrice for this particular deck idea just because I want to get it up and running way sooner than when it's on Moto. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, that's part of the the price we pay for for Moto, right? Is having to wait a week. So getting yeah. on Cockatrice is not really, uh, you know, not really that that bad of an option for us to do. I think I have it installed somewhere on my computer. Yeah, and it's not exactly hard to install. But at any rate, I think that's definitely going to be probably it. Um, any last minute thoughts, concerns, ideas? Nope. Excellent. Well, um, yet again, as always, I want to thank Squiggly Bob for joining us today, as well as you, the audience, for listening in yet again to a couple guys rant about janky ideas. Um, find us, or me at least, the podcast in general, at jankymagic on Twitter, jankmagic.com, soundcloud.com slash jankmagic, and then you can find the podcast on iTunes and the Android app stores as Jank Magic Podcast. Um, I want to thank you guys for tuning in yet again, and we will see you next time. Bye.